The Middle Manager with your host, Gabe Castro. Welcome to the show. So today's podcast, I have a special guest, Cody Nault. He has a very interesting story about moving in life and preparation. Really cool story. Um, he, I've actually found him at on TikTok. He is at Cody the Coder. Um, he's also on Instagram at, let me get this right, Cody.the.coder. Hope I got that right, Cody. If not, I apologize. Um, but he's got a great story, so we're going to go ahead and take a listen in and hear his story. You know what? Let's, let's go explore. You know, I want to go see what's, what's going on in Silicon Valley, and I'm not getting a good picture of it from a distance. Like, I really need to just go get to be, like, in the middle of it and go exploring and talking to people and just drive around all the events. Cause you know, you, if you go on like meetup.com, there's, there is stuff going on all the time here. And it was just absolutely incredible to me that like, if I want to go to a, you know, a, a lecture on data science or something, I'm not the one who has to organize it and teach it. Like there's other people that are willing to do that and I can just go enjoy that and like work on other things. And so, you know, so I, you know, I kind of anticipated, you know, I was, I was really excited to do this. And so I, uh, you know, I, I, uh, got rid of, you know, I packed up my car and, and, uh, you know, just kind of had it all ready to go. And so the, the you know, within 12 hours after leaving my job in Oregon, I drove here. And so I blasted out a message on TikTok because, you know, friends and family were saying, hey, we want you to keep in touch, you know, let us know what's going on. And, and it just so happened that a bunch of them had TikTok. I'm like, how about I just throw videos up on TikTok? Then, you know, it's easy for other people to kind of follow along too if they feel like it. And so I, I posted a message kind of jokingly saying, well, I quit my job in Oregon to go live on the streets in San Francisco Bay Area. And, uh, and I hopped in my car and Seven hours later, I I made it to Sunnyvale, and and uh, you know my phone. Uh, I I actually had to like uh, turn off notifications on the way here because it kept making noises and stuff. And so oh, the, by the uh, time I was here, the TikTok the, app, yeah, all the TikTok, all the TikTok <laughs> notifications. I'm like, oh, geez, what's going on? And so I just turned it off, and then like looked at it when I got here, and I had like I think at that point almost two thousand followers, just like that like within seven hours after <laughs> and and i'm like whoa what like, what just happened so, <laughs> yeah like this you know i you know i was gonna do this either way and document it but i didn't i wasn't really expecting to have an audience so this is kind of a new twist um and so i've kind of tried to adapt and you know uh, create better content and discussions and stuff, you know, now that there's an audience and, uh, and yeah, I think, I think I just checked earlier today and I think I'm getting, I'm, you know, it's only been 10 or 11 days or, uh, and you know, it's been, I think we're almost to 5,000 followers and the hashtag homeless nerd is like, it's trending. Pushing it's like, trending. Is, is it really trending? <laughs> no, I'm not really sure. Like, oh, I'm, it I'm will be. Say, wait, what? <laughs> it will uh, cause, be. No. I mean, it's it's up to like uh, I think almost four hundred thousand views. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, so I've been you know it's it's definitely been a twist on my whole uh, my plans here. I bet that was complete. Um, I mean, that's you obviously didn't plan that. Uh, I mean, 
that is just so unexpected. I mean, you you saw you saw the handwriting on the wall. You're like, okay, I can't be here. This is it. This is the end of the line. Mm-hmm. Unless I just want to live this life. And you say, you know what? I'm I'm out. And that definitely just just twisted as you can't just on the drive down. It's like it changed. You you left one life into another, and now it's like just changed pretty quickly with just social media and it's just just it's unbelievable reach and yeah it's uh nothing is the same uh that's for sure um it's definitely a very i feel like i just have a whole different life all of a sudden it's very different it's very interesting (laughs) now have you gotten a lot of people from the uh silicon valley contacting you while now that you're there uh, so th- there are some people c- reaching out to me, uh, in Silicon Valley. Um, and, uh, that was all different types of, of, you know, work and conversations that they want to have. And, and, uh, you know, a lot of it is most of the stuff that I'm getting offered is kind of stuff that it's like, I've been there, done that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. So, you know, I may end up doing freelance gigs in order to survive. Right. Uh, cause since I'm not a hundred percent sure how long this exploration phase is really going to take, right. um, and you know, the direction that I'm actually going with it, but, uh, you know, so I, I may start doing freelance stuff, um, and, and, uh, you know, just take a little bit of, you know, just do like a part-time programming thing to, to kind of finance this, but you know, I'm really, all of the contacts that I've had are pretty much, um, a result of my either my networking here or applications I've put out or, or just TikTok, you know, people from TikTok or Instagram messaging me. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying, you know, really haven't even called on any of my contacts from my previous life at all. Like it's, it's, I'm not even talking, you know, this is all new people and all new things and places and stuff like that. So it's really interesting. Now, now what's, what's like the, the biggest difference that you've seen from coming from Oregon, coming down here to California, Silicon Valley, what's like the biggest difference that you've seen? Um, I think, in, I mean, there's, there's countless differences, but I think uh, one thing that I, I think a lot about is that like in terms of professional career and motivation and stuff, uh, when you come from a smaller town, it's like you can kind of conceptualize the, you know, the gist of it, like you, you know, if you work in a certain industry, you, you can get to the point where, you know, like, okay, you know what, every, these are the major companies doing interesting things with technology, you know, or in my industry, you know, and you can kind of get to know like a significant portion of the major players in your area. And like, and you can kind of conceptualize what is possible. Um, so it's like, you know, if you want to make a business or you want to like, you know, work for someone else, like you, you can kind of just figure out your plan. Like there's, you can kind of keep it in your head a little bit, but being here with, there's just millions and millions of people and there's just, you know, thousands and thousands of jobs or like companies popping up all the time and disappearing. Like there's no way to really even like, wrap your head around what's happening here. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I kind of, I feel like it, you know, you're almost like in this, like 
you know, where before you had this smaller canvas in which you could kind of perform your art. And here it's just like this infinite plane of canvas for you to just go exploring on. And, and it's like, I can take this in any direction, you know, like I can, there are so many people, there's just, there's an unlimited supply and there's so much people here. There's such a huge supply of money here. There's, you know, that like, you know, in Oregon, you can, you know, I mean, Northern Oregon is different. Uh, you know, if people in Portland, it, it, it's a little more big city and stuff, but Southern Oregon, you know, it's, uh, you know, there's only so many people and or organizations that will like fund startups or, uh, you know, or, uh, you know, be doing investment in major development projects. And right. so it's like, but here it's just endless. You right. know, I, you really can't wrap your head around it. Does, does it feel, does it feel at all paralyzing? Cause there's so much opportunity that you just kind of don't know which way to go kind of thing. Yeah. It, it, I feel like it's alternating. I have this alternating sensation between kind of being uh, overwhelmed uh, in terms of just opportunity, you know, like where do I go? You know, what do I do? Um, and I think a lot of people who live in big cities like this, kind of let the winds push them around. You know, mm-hmm. they, they just kind of, because there's so much, it's just so massive. They kind of just let life, you know, they tell them where to go. Cause they really can't see the big picture to make the goals. Right. You know, they can't, you know, it's really hard to be a part of the big picture. And, but at the same time though, like, so I'll get that sensation, you know, I'll wake up in the morning sometimes with that and just kind of feel a little overwhelmed for an hour. And then, uh, but, you know, I kind of like, you know, put my, get my head on straight and, and, uh, you know, get myself pumped for the day and, you know, and then like it, you know, I can turn it around and it, it can actually become a huge motivating force. It's, it's actually, you know, it can go from paralyzing to liberating, mm. which is really interesting. Um, and I, and I feel like I experience both emotions on a daily basis. And I wow. definitely think having, you know, an audience and stuff like that, that I'm kind of reporting back to right. kind of, uh, is healthy or is, is a good motivating uh, factor in order to, um, get out of that feeling of paralysis. Right. Cause it was actually something I kind of anticipated, which is why I actually chose to do the living out of the car thing. Mm-hmm. Cause I figured if, if I created an environment where I couldn't be comfortable, mm. uh, you know, like, I mean, yeah, my car, I actually am pretty comfortable in my car. Um, but, uh, <laughs> like, uh, but, but yeah, I, you know, I can chill out pretty easy and get a good night's sleep, uh, in a car, which is pretty abnormal for a lot right. of people. But, um, but like just the fact that like, I don't have, you know, uh, like I don't have family in the area or friends that from before that, you know, or a TV or any, you know, just a place that I can go hide. Right. You know, there's no, there's no hiding. There's no I am exposed. It's just your car. That's it. Yeah. It's just my car. I am, you know, by being so exposed, it kind of, uh, it eliminates that sort of, uh, safety net, um, of, you know, like at the end of the day, I can't just go hide. You know, I have to keep going. Right. Um, or just sit in my car in a parking lot. Like <laughs> just look out the window. <laughs> yeah. Just look out the window and get, eventually, you know, you'll get bored enough and you'll start working again. <laughs> like, <laughs> you get a different, different view every day. 
Yeah, every day, you know, because I, I, that's one of my uh, things here is I'm, you know, in order to, like, I really don't want to be in, in the way here because there's homelessness is a massive problem here. Oh, is it and really? I really haven't, yeah, I have not illustrated it at all. Uh, I have not done it justice at all through the, the videos I've posted yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I'm still trying to figure out how to really show. Right. But there are, you know, streets are just lined with RVs. You know, when I, if I ever sleep in a parking lot, oftentimes, you know, like when I, you know, if I'll pull up to, to, let's say, you know, Planet Fitness in the morning or something to go take a shower, I'll walk past like six cars in their parking lot that are all fogged up and you can kind of see people sleeping in them and stuff. Like, wow. like there's, people are doing this everywhere here. Yeah. And, and that's why I, got such a big backlash when I first posted this, people were really upset that I was, they, you know, they said that I was part of the problem, right. go back to Oregon. We have enough homeless people like, and it's absolutely true. Like yeah. I totally agree with what they said. They do have enough homeless people, but like, you know, and there is a major housing crisis here and like it, you know, in terms of their housing bubble that, but it's creating a you know shelter crisis for people. And, and it's, but you know, I really want to, I want to touch on that stuff. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to do it justice. Cause you know, these are human beings. I'm not trying to like video them like animals, you know, right. I'm not a nature photo- photographer, you know, I, you know, I want to make human connections with people before I, you know, uh, go showing people's living situations and stuff. So, so that's why I haven't really covered that yet. But, um, but yeah, it's definitely a huge problem. And so I'm trying to avoid kind of contributing to that by being on the move at all times. I'll show up at a parking lot at midnight and leave by eight in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, and I slip into my car without, you're slipping into the back of my car without, you know, like super discreetly and really try to avoid, you know, making a scene or you know, having people realize like, Hey, there's someone living in their car right there. Just kind of, kind of stealth it in and out. Yeah, I try to do, I try to be really stealth and just kind of make the world my home and just like, and then, you know, just find a place to sleep where there's maybe a bathroom nearby and, <laughs> right. And it's open 24 hours and that's, and that looks pretty safe. You know, I have a li- you know, I have my list of, list of safety precautions I take, but yeah. Cause it, it's, it's kind of interesting because I know there's, there's, there's other people out there that kind of fantasize that that idea of just quitting job and then just moving to another, you know, another city and I'll live in my car. It'll be fine. I I know, I know some people personally that they watch YouTube videos on living in their car and they're going to go out there and they're just going to do that. But this is kind of like, kind of like bringing it home, kind of like, okay, this is kind of the reality of what it is. I mean, you know, different parts of the country not everyone has the same kind of homelessness type problems as maybe where you're at now, but yeah, there's, and, there's still, you're still living in your car and you're still exposed kind of on the streets and you still have to find ways to survive. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I totally agree. You know, the, the reason why this is catching on is because of how much people tend to rip, kind of romanticize the idea of living out of their car, being on the road and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, and so it's definitely, you know, it's definitely a, a narrative that resonates with people, but, um, you know, the reality of homelessness is that there is just, 
wide spectrum of what homelessness is. Um, you know, when, you know, I, I spent time in downtown San Francisco and the homelessness down there looks very different from the homelessness that I'm finding in Palo Alto. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, where, you know, like I walk through, you know, there'll be, there's like tent cities everywhere and people like just like laying on the street in piles of garbage and with their butane torches out and, you know, prepping their drugs. And, you know, there's literal, like they're literally defecating in the streets. Like it's, it's a total mess there. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, and there's like massive political and society problems that are kind of feeding that too. But, um, but yeah, then you come down to an area like Mountain View or Palo Alto where there's a lot less of that sort of vagrancy, but a lot more of, uh, you know, RVs parked mm-hmm. all along the road. Like when, you know, at nighttime, in certain areas of like Mountain View, it's like almost impossible to actually find a parking spot. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like there's, there's neighborhoods where, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I was going to couch surf one night and I, you know, he's like, Oh yeah, come park near my house. And I drove like, it was like a three block radius and it was p- packed with cars and RVs and you know, things like that. I just couldn't even find a spot. And it was like late at night and you know, a lot of them are just sleeping in their cars and stuff. And it's, it's very bizarre and it's not that it's not even that all all of these are like poor people right you know a lot of this is like you know that it's a whole spectrum of of um people in different classes and incomes and stuff that are actually living on the street i got contacted by a group of of engineers who live on the street and you know a lot of the people i talk to know people millionaires who live in their cars is it just because like, it's so expensive? Yeah, and also there's the amount of, like, the expectation and uh, drive that people have here. Um, you know, is people people dedicate their entire lives to their work here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, and, and a lot of the campuses, they kind of make a pretty strong effort to provide all of the living essentials so you don't have to be leaving all the time. You know, uh, you know, some of the campuses like Google that you, you know, or Facebook or any of these uh, major tech companies, they're all famous for having, you know, elaborate campuses that provide all sorts of resources for their employees. You know, everything from childcare to, you know, cafeterias with five-star chefs, you know, staffing them. it's, It's very elaborate. And so they make it so, you know, you don't have to go anywhere. Um and so like a lot of people, it's actually not unheard of for people to just, you know what, I'll just go to the gym at work. I'll shower there. I'll, you know, and then they just go like sleep in the, you know, field or, you know, or on a couch at work or just in their car or something like there's people that are homeless here that are, you know, millionaires. It's just the, <laughs> really the, bizarre. It's so self-contained that they have everything it needs. So it's kind of like, well, why am I going to spend a million and a half on the house? And I'm going to be yeah, here most easily. of the time anyways, like, <laughs> here yeah. coding. Yeah. And like, you know, if you want, if you don't want to live downtown, you know, if you, uh, like real close to work where rent costs a fortune, you have to commute for a couple hours yeah. a day. Like, and it's, it's just kind of, uh, like why a lot of people are just kind of asking why, and they're just not doing it. <laughs> right. 
Now, what what did your what did your uh, what did your family say when you made that when you told them, "Hey, I'm I'm gonna pack it up and I'm leaving to to Silicon Valley." How did that go over? Um, <clears throat> mixed. <laughs> Definitely uh, some some mixed feelings. Uh, I think my you know like. I think my, my mom has a little sense of adventure. So I think she kind of, the idea sort of grew on her. I still think my dad doesn't quite get it. (laughs) (laughs) What does uh, does your dad do? Uh, he, he does, uh, training, uh, safety training. Safety training. Um, Yeah. And he's ex military and, but he's like, he's been very, he has a really strong work ethic and old school style. uh, Yeah. And you know, he's, he get he's very good at you know um, he's a he's a career guy you know he knows mm. he knows how that world operates but like you know the his career world operates but you know I, there's kind of a I feel like the Bay Area is, is one of the areas where you don't necessarily play by all of the traditional rules right everything <laughs> it's kind of a it's kind of a place that rewards absurdity a little bit. Mm-hmm. The, the audacious. But, um, yeah. And, and so, so like, and, and I'm not trying to make a natural progression. Like natural career progression is following the traditional rules right. of career career. You know, your natural progression is, is like, okay, you know, you get, you line up a job before you, you know, quit this one so that, you know, then you just kind of make, you know, just arrange to have like a little vacation in between or something. But you know, like <laughs> right. there's like all these rules for like transitioning between jobs. And, uh, but like, I kind of said, mm, no, I'm gonna, I, I'm going to make a bigger jump. You know, it's, I'm not going to make the step. I'm going to make the leap. Right. And, uh, <laughs> it's like, it's like tech. I mean, it's like technology is kind of it's the game has changed. It's it's not the way it used to be anymore. The game yeah. it, it feels like the game really has changed to where it's not it like you said it's not just you take the job and then you line up to the next one or you wait for the promotion you know for the you know for the internal job. It's you mm-hmm. it's like it's it seems like it's more you jump to the next ship when you know when you see it you just go for it and you just move on and there'll be something else and you just it's it's not as stable as it used to be and it's not as traditional and it's i think it, it might be it's yeah. harder for those in the previous generation to understand that because the game really has changed and it's going to change even more like i know when my daughter grows up it's yeah. it's going to be completely different i don't think they're going to be posting resumes and shooting that <laughs> stuff up i, I think it's just going to be hey look this you know this person's on TikTok and they're down here and look what they can do or they you know they're putting their stuff out there and they're just they're already going to be showing what they can do and they're going to be picked up based on that less I just submitted a resume because it, it seems like it yeah. resumes just turn into a stack of papers and just most of them end up in the trash anyways yeah and it and it's tricky because like for instance you know with resumes I uh, I don't have a PhD you know that I. So like a lot of the jobs I apply for, you know, I only have a bachelor's degree. I, you know, a lot of these, when I looked at my, I got like the trial of LinkedIn premium to see like what the distribution of education is for the people applying for some of the jobs I'm applying for. Right. And like 90% of them 
our master's degrees and higher. Right. And so it's like, and there's hundreds of people applying to all these jobs that are like the obvious ones. And it's like, Oh, well, like I'm just getting filtered out. <laughs> right. You did. You like, did. Yeah. yeah. And, and I know that I can do these jobs, but I can't even prove it because I don't, I'm not a piece of paper. Right. You know, and I get dropped off the recruiter's filter because, you know, they have better, they have options that, you know, may fit their, their recruiting criteria a little better. But, you know, I figure, well, if I can get down here and make, you know, make a presence and the, I'm discovering, you know, the importance of, of personal branding in a place like this. Right. You know, where before, like, like, if I started posting, you know, regular updates on, on, uh, you know, on TikTok or something, everybody back home would have just been like, why are you doing this? You're such a nerd. (laughs) 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 But, uh, but, you know, doing it here, it's just like, oh yeah, this is how you get people to know who you are. Like it's (laughs) right. You're, I mean, you're, you, you're, you're, you physically have, you physically had to move into that space to make those contacts and those connections. And when your name and your, you know, your posts, when it all gets out there, you're already there. You're, you yeah. don't, you don't have to say, Oh, well, let's meet up in two weeks when I can arrange my schedule and get down. You're like, I'm already here. I'm I, tomorrow lunch. We can do this. Like you're, you're physically yep. there and you can do it right then and there not have to wait. That's, exactly. That, that, I mean, that, that is, that's kind of like the, you know, the brilliant move is just to go. Like you, you, you just went and yep. not over, over analyze it, just get there. And I think that's, that's probably some of the places where it might be difficult, especially the ones who are trying to do, say, you know, go to LA and do something or go to New York and do something and just pack it up and get in there so that while you're there and you're posting your stuff and you're putting your name out there, like you said, putting your brand out there and what you can do and who you are, you're already there. And when they do see you, you're already physically in the same location and you can already make mm-hmm. that, you can make that connection immediately rather than it fade, fade, you know, fading out, burning out and having to wait. Yep. But that's, that's, uh, that's, that's the beauty it of def- the move. Yeah, it definitely makes, it makes the whole process move a lot faster. But it is risky. Like, <laughs> I mean, and, uh, and I think, uh, I don't really have time in my videos and stuff to really show like how much preparation and stuff. I kind of like mental and, you know, mental, physical and, you know, financial preparation I was trying to make, you right. know, leading up to this. So, so yeah, like, can, you, can you walk us kind of through that, how you went up, how you kind of made that, that leap? Cause I, I'm, I'm sure there's people out there that want to do something similar in whatever industry or, you know, area they're in kind of what, what would be kind of a few of the, you know, the kind of the high points that, Hey, keep this in mind if you want to do something similar to this. Yeah. Well, the first thing I would like to say is I do not recommend anybody put themselves into physical danger. Right. <laughs> do that's, not, that's pretty simple. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want anyone getting hurt uh, because they're trying to follow my example. Um, I take a lot of, safety precautions some i think are more valuable not sharing um <laughs> right but uh but you know i 
honestly, like I've actually been um, training four days a week in Krav Maga for the last year. Wow. You know, there's, yeah, there's, uh, you know, I, I got myself in physical shape for this. I, um, like I, uh, I lost 55 pounds last year wow, because it's like diet and exercise. Yeah. Like there's a lot of changes in my life that I was kind of already making to make myself more, um, you know, physically and mentally capable because, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I think one of the one thing, if you can't, like, I, I feel like if you are going to do something crazy, like get into shape first, it, you know, it doesn't, it seems, it seems like kind of a unrelated thing. Um, you know, it's like, you don't need to be shaped to sleep in your car. Or, you know, it's like, you don't need to be fit to live in your car, but right. it's like the, the amount of like lessons that you learn in the process of pushing yourself to get into shape Mm -hmm. is really mind changing. You know, it's really, uh, alters the way that you think about things and that, you know, pushing through barriers and, and, you know, if you can't push yourself so hard that like you can like change your own body. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's, that's huge. Yeah. Like you need to be able to do that. Like I would say do that because you can do that anywhere. Right. You don't have to wait. You can do that. Yeah. You can do that in your jail cell. Like, (laughs) right. Right. Like you can do that wherever you are. Start working on that because you know, if you can't even get in shape, like, do you think you're going to be able to overcome the crippling depression that you're going to get when things don't go your way, when you're out here, like, like you got to push through everything. Right. Like, I worked out until I threw up, you know, multiple times. Like that's how hard I worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that, know, that I, that's, mental toughness right there for you. Yeah. Like that. And that was something that I really had to train myself to, to get because I actually, you know, I spent a lot, a big portion of my life, uh, depressed. And I, you know, I feel like I had a lot of challenges that I dealt with a lot of my life and I probably wouldn't have had the, mental toughness that I have now after all the the crap that's happened in my life that's led up to this and, and all the training that I've done and stuff. Like, I feel like physical training is, is just can't be underestimated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and for all those people who like have been trying to work on that, you know, probably don't want to hear that right now. Right. <laughs> but I'm hey, sorry. That's, that's, that's <laughs> like, nobody likes to hear that when they're, you know, when they're not there yet, that it's like, Oh, I should do that first. But it's like, honestly, <laughs> that's a, that <laughs> everybody wants to go do the exciting thing. Right. You know, it's like, I want to get in my car. Like life sucks now. I want to change it now. Yeah. But then it's going to suck but where like, you're still sitting in your car somewhere else. Yeah. And you haven't prepared for it. You're not ready. Yeah. You're, just, you're not ready. Yeah, You got, <laughs> yeah. You got to mentally prepare yourself for this. Yeah. So like, figure out how to train your body for persistence and, uh, you know, to just be able to take rejection. And, uh, well, you know, and that's, that's a important thing too, is socializing, like get out and go to meetups constantly, mm-hmm. meet people all the time and try to make friends and hang out with people. And worst thing they do is they don't want to hang out with you. And they, you know, you feel that rejection dating is a, you know, for those of you who are married, it's not great advice, but, uh, <laughs> right. You know, the single people out there, like dating is a great way to train your brain for, uh, for this sort of adventure because, you know, you get used to just 
rejection over and over and like just being comfortable with it. <laughs> right. Now, are, are you, are you uh, more on the introvert spectrum or the extrovert spectrum? Um, I, so talking to me, everybody here would say I'm an extrovert, right. but what they don't realize is that I believe I'm a trained extrovert. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely, you know, most of my life I felt re, you know, I would, uh, I got my energy back by being alone. Okay. You know, and, and like, if I would talk to people too much, I would just go and have to just like, I would just basically have a meltdown if I, if I socialized too much in one day. You just needed a break. I needed a break. It was too much. Um, but the thing is, though, is like after years and years of, of just kind of working on it mm-hmm. um, and just socializing, you know, just talking to people all the time and just like, and I, I kind of treat it like exercise. The more uncomfortable, like I'm always trying to push how uncomfortable I'm feeling. Right. Um, if you're not uncomfortable, you're not progressing. Right. Be, 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 I heard, uh, someone at work would always tell me, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Cause that's exactly, that's, like, that, that's where your limits are. And that's the stuff you got to break through. Yeah. When, I think one of the real points that I realized that I was ready to do this was that I actually now, like there was some point after like all of this kind of training myself to socialize and exercise and, and, you know, learning new skills and stuff like that, where after years and years of doing that, I hit a point where I realized that I actually kind of get like, I feel good when I'm uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like I I feel discomfort and I'm just like, yes, I'm progressing. Like, cause I've seen it, how much being uncomfortable changes you. Mm. And like, I think the growth, like kind of like the growth of it. Yeah, like once you observe the growth of it enough, um, it it starts to help you kind of train yourself to like the discomfort. Mm. And uh, it, it's it sounds kind of, I can't really articulate, you know what what I'm trying to say about that, but uh, it's it's definitely like what's well, it's I mean it's it's similar to people who work out a lot. They yeah. you know they're they're used to that kind of that strain. And yeah. when they don't do it is when they feel the most uncomfortable. It's when they're back exactly. in it, when they're, you know, when they're back in the game, that's when they feel the best. Cause they're like, I'm in it. And I'm like, I'm feeling the pressure. I'm feeling that, that strain, but there's growth in that as opposed to not doing it. And then feeling the lack of growth or the lack of, you know, increase or the lack of strength. And you're just kind of sitting there and that feels worse than the actual strain of doing the working out, doing the uncomfortable and mm-hmm. just stre- and stretching yourself out. Yep. That's a, exactly the, you just gotta, gotta feel uncomfortable all the time. You're not growing if you're, if you're comfortable. And I, I think, I think, it, I think it's funny because I, I feel like most people would genuinely not think getting into physical shape would play a factor in this. I, I, I think that's probably even for me, I like, I never would have, like, I would not have thought of that. Like get in shape, be physically fit. If you're going to stay, cause it is, it is, it's a game of stamina. And yeah. And it's, it's, this is all a mind game, right? Like, and, and physical, like physical fitness is, a, is all mind game as well. Like, you know, people, everybody deals with that. Like when I first 
started getting into shape, like I almost passed out, you know, like I couldn't hear, I couldn't even hear anything because of the blood rushing in my ears and right. stuff. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I experienced like all of that, but there was like a moment where like, I'm just like, okay, I'm doing it anyway. You know, it's like, I, I'll just keep going until I puke, you know, yeah. or whatever. Like, I know, you know, all doctors everywhere are going to be like, no, if you're puking, you're going too hard. But it's like, okay, you know, I'm sorry. I'm not, this isn't medical advice. You don't, were pushing it. <laughs> don't, don't go until you puke. But I will say that all the people that I know who made a massive transformation in their lives did push themselves to puke. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like that's, it's, it's not healthy, like to go that hard, but it is a display of commitment to yourself. Right, because then you, you, you're 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 te- you're you're telling your body you're not in charge anymore, and exactly I'm, I'm going to beat you, like you are not yeah. going to win over me, and I'm going to win this game, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. you know I'm gonna use that you know that mental toughness to and I, and I'm gonna do this, and you uh-huh. and you're just gonna keep pushing forward. That that's that's it's pretty amazing that you can you can push your mind to such a level that you know, your, your body just doesn't win anymore. That's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. And even if you gave up, like, even if you've tried that and you failed, well, guess what? Try it again. Like, just, <laughs> just keep going. I mean, yeah, just do it again. Like, you know, it's like, okay, so what you failed, you're not going to try ever again. Right. Like, <laughs> and, there's and, something you can do. Yeah, like and, there's always something you can improve on. <laughs> right. And like, you, you, you can just, just keep, just keep pushing. And, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty interesting that, that most, most people, I don't think would ever think that the physical aspect would be, would be so, so high on that list. And, yeah. and then, you know, right after that, cause and it's funny because you kind of married the, the, the two between the mental and the physical and, you know, how interlinked those are. And, and then the other was the, the social part of it, which it seemed like you've been working on that for a long time even before kind of maybe this hits your, hits, hits your radar. Yeah. It's a lifelong effort. You know, that's like, I, there was one uh, episode where I mentioned when uh, I was having health issues and I couldn't work a full-time job. Right. I remember you saying and, that. Uh, and so my, my solution was, well, I'll just go knock on doors and hand out business cards. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I just well, knocked on doors and said, Hey, I moved into the area. I can fix computers. And, uh, and actually surprisingly a large amount of people would be like, Oh, come on in. Like you, I need a computer fixed right now. Right. And, uh, like door to door sales is another one of those things where it's like, you can just like get, you know, if you're not a social person, like you can get so anxious where you're just puking. Like it's right. <laughs> Because you never you know, know what you're going to get when you get to a door. <laughs> well, yeah. And, or just like, and, and, yeah. Mo- <laughs> and I, you know, I worked at say it like back at, uh, one of my early jobs was, uh, you know, I worked at Taco Bell. Yeah. I worked at circuit city. I worked at, you know, these places that kind of forced you to talk to people and, uh, you know, working jobs and sales, interacting with public and, you know, and then going on to, to do door to door like sales and stuff like all of those were extremely uncomfortable situations. But like, this is, that's the thing is like, uh, you know, all these, all these billionaires out there, like if they said they had to start over, 
you know, like look at Mark Cuban's advice. Like, hey, he probably, just, I think he said he would go and, uh, uh, you know, go be a bartender at night and do sales during the day. I can't remember exactly what he said, but like sales is like the skill that you have to go develop, you know? And, and when he says sales to me, I, you know, it's like everything is, everything is sales, right? You know, it's Pretty everyone much. you're interacting, you know, it's, it's human interaction. Right. Everything and, uh, yeah. And so like a lot of all, a lot of these guys are all saying the same thing in different ways. Like if you go listen to like how to get rich, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's Gary Vee or Mark Cuban or any of the other, you know, super right. rich guys that think they know the answers. A lot of them are actually saying the same thing in just different ways. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, socialize, you know, you gotta just always be uncomfortable, like go to parties, go and like meet people and have coffee with people. And like, <laughs> I think be doing I, stuff. I think probably part of that fear is that there's like that initial paralyzing, like before you get into it, like that feeling that you're going to melt or that your world's going to end somehow, but it, it doesn't. I mean, you go, you, you do your thing and guess what? If you show up to a party and you're, you know, an introvert, maybe not, you know, a little bit socially awkward maybe, and you go to a party and say you just bomb. You say you just, yeah. you just, guess what? Move on to the next one. Learn, learn yeah. from that and just move on to the next one. Go home, cry yourself to sleep that night, and you just, know, be depressed, be, be depressed for like half a day or a day or two or whatever you have to do, but and then get out of bed and go do it again. <laughs> and do it again. And you got to keep doing it again. And you got to keep, it's, it's, it's true. Cause I, I like the way you say, you know, I'm a, I'm a trained extrovert. It's, you, you, that's one of those, you just have, you have to just find a way to master it. Yeah. It just like I, you know, people think, oh man, it's come so naturally to you or it must run in your family or, you know, something like that. But it's like, I'm watching like videos on YouTube of, uh, about like how to be more charismatic and how to socialize. And like, like what, I'm training myself. What to talk myself. about? What do we say? What's the, we, what, what are, what are yeah. the questions you ask people when you meet them? What, like, yeah, I, like, I've watched like, all those videos too. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, okay, what do I, how do I communicate with people? What do I need to say to yeah. them kind of thing? Communication is a learned skill. People don't realize that. No, like yeah, it's, it's, it's not something that just comes out of people. Like we see, oh yeah, that guy's an extrovert. And yeah, there are natural extroverts out there, but a lot of us who look like we're extroverts are people who just, it's, it was like exercise. Yeah, you, you, yeah you, we just trained ourselves to do it. You just uh, yes, uh, you just learned. You just I mean we, I mean all of us as humans had to learn how to speak and communicate. We all had to learn it. Some yeah. people were just better on that curve than others. It's like math. Some people were better on the curve than others. Some of us took a little bit longer to learn some of that math. Others got it yeah. a little bit easier. But you know, it's it's something that can be learned. Yeah. It just it it might take a little more effort, a little more energy, a little more persistence, and a little more you know a little more mental strength to push through but yeah it's it's that communication is something we we all can learn it and we all can develop yeah. ways and and, and and what and not trying to develop some then that's i think that's where some people fail is they try to develop someone else's communication style like mm-hmm. like you know some of the, the the big communicators and try to speak like them or, or, or act like them and you're not them you have to communicate with your own personal style because that's that's where you're going to succeed when you Yep. communicate in your style. Yep. And it's funny you mentioned uh, something about being bad at math. It re- it just reminded me of uh, another piece of advice that I think is really useful in all of this. So 
um, when I was in high school, I, I actually got, uh, like I was, I was pretty good in math when I was, you know, really young, but then like it, I lost interest in it in high school and I ended up getting like a D in high school algebra. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then like I, um, you know, I went, I tried like a college course for like pre-algebra or something and ended up having to, or pre-calculus and ended up having to like drop it. And it was just, it was just so hard. And, uh, and like, I had decided like, I'm never going to, you know, I just don't even care about math. This isn't important to me. Like, you know, and I'm not good at it. Right. And, uh, and then I actually, you know, as my career took me in the direction of software development, um, cause I started doing more artistic stuff. I started to, you know, and then I started doing like, uh, web design and then the web design started like kind of led me into web development and, you know, I started doing more and more programming. And then as I needed to do like animation stuff and there was a few projects that I had that actually required some math, I had this realization that like, wow, like I suck at something that I need. Right. And so I actually, at that point, completely changed my plans, like my academic plans and stuff. I said, you know what? I'm going to go back to school and I'm going to major in math. Right. And so one of my degrees is actually a mathematics and computer science degree. Awesome. That's awesome. So like I went back and it's funny because I went back to, you know, I went back to college and took like the Accuplacer and went in, you know, went in at a, one level and, and, uh, pick things up. And I ended up getting like a 4.0 at that school for math. I took all the math classes at that school. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and it's, you know, and it was real, it's just, it was like all of a sudden it mattered. Yeah. Like if something matters to you, even if you're bad at it, if it matters to you, like just work on it. Like right. over, right. Like, like now, you know, I remember like, feeling like my heart get all warm with the first time, uh, you know, one of my math professors actually referred to me as a fellow mathematician. Wow. That's big. I mean, from D's in high school to that, that's, that's a difference. (laughs) That's a big difference. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I, I like, like, I just like, I had that feeling was just so amazing. Like he just called me a mathematician. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, just thinking back to where I was and how, like how hard I had worked on it and right. stuff. And it's like, you, you know, you can go, you know, you can completely change yourself. Right. No, that's we're not defined. Human no, beings not. are not defined. No. I, I mean, I, I had, I had the same, the kind of a similar relationship with math in high school. I, I purposely arranged it. So I took the same math class every year in high school. So I wouldn't have to learn anything new. <laughs> and, you know, I passed, I got my C, I made it through. And then when I went to college, it's, you know, I, I figured out how to get an associates without having to take a math class. I don't know how I did it, but I did it. And, and I actually, and it was actually in, in uh, computer science. And I figured out a way to do it without taking a math class. And then nice. I, uh, I, I, I completely avoided as much as I could until I went to get my bachelor's. And then I had to take math classes and it started off just freaking hard. But I realized that once I, when, you know, once I graduated and then I started taking a couple of master's courses the first few classes, because they were like finance related and it actually became relevant to what I was learning, like it made sense. As soon as it, like like you said, as soon as it mattered, like, oh, wow, this matters, you know, 
this, these all connect together. Now, now I get it. Now I understand. And it, once it mattered, like you, like you said, it, it was relevant to me. And I was like, Oh, okay. I can, this is, this isn't as hard as I thought it was this, it, because now it really makes a difference for me. Now, now I, now I get yeah. it. And one thing I learned about that is that your mind will not put forth effort for something that it does not believe in. True. Um, and that's why, you know, the hardest thing to deal with is like a high school math teacher is when are we ever going to use this? Right. Because, yes. because when someone says, when are we ever going to use this? They have decided that it does not matter to them. Right. And you can't, you cannot put effort into something that your mind believes is useless. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Like it has to have meaning to you. You have to figure out how to give meaning to something. Like, you know, whether it's mathematics, whether it's exercise, whether it's socializing, like you have to believe that this is something that is going to be meaningful to me. Because if you can't trick yourself or whatever into believing that it, that something matters or that it's going to come up or you'll need it later, like then you just, you, you, there's, you can't tap in. There's no energy reserves for that. Like oh, you can't true. make your brain focus on that. Right. Yeah. Because my, my the, the teachers I had, the math teachers I had, they, they wasn't relevant. It just did. I was like, these are just, they would just go up, write numbers on a board and say, okay, there it is. Figure it out. And it, it had no meaning. I said, I, I, I don't even know why I'm going to use this. Why am yeah, I, why like, am I, do I need this? an imaginary number for? Yeah, I, I, I just I, there's real numbers here. Why do I need fake ones? Like, why are we why are we making things up? Why are we making what 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 uh, almost threw me off the cliff one time was when they started um, mixing when they when they started doing the division of the letters and numbers, and yeah. you just I was like, okay, I'm I'm, I'm I I'm done here. We're dividing. Like, How now, do we divide letters? Yeah. I, I'm done. This is I'm done. <laughs> And that's, that's when they lost me. That's why I was like, Nope, I'm going to take this one class and I'm done. It made sense later on, but it's, but yeah, when you, when you apply relevance to it and when you, when you know it matters to you, 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 you're going to figure, you're going to figure it out much quicker, much quicker. And when it does mean something to you, you, you'll figure it out much, much quicker. So, uh, so what do you, what are your plans now? now for the next, next couple of weeks? Uh, so plans around here, um, are only, you can like, <laughs> I can only plan so much in advance because life is kind of, uh, taking me in directions that I'm not really expecting. But, uh, um, you know, I'm going, I think, like I hate to even say what my plans are before I go and like commit to them, right? Because you know, like, like for instance, right now I'm toying, you know, I'm because I'm so focused on exploration, but also I need, you know, I can't just like pay for gas and health insurance and everything forever, and I refuse to get on, uh, you know, government assistance for this project, <laughs> right? And uh, so I need some sort of income uh, at some point because. Uh, I definitely, I uh, can't do this for too long. Um, so I'm thinking if, you know, I'm going to keep looking for like really interesting jobs uh, and if something comes, you know, something comes along, I'll definitely take it. Uh, but you know, I, I think I may hit up some staffing agencies and see about getting maybe 
part-time work because I've cut my expenses down so much that I'm pretty sure I could probably survive off of just a couple days of work each week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if I do that, then uh, I can kind of give the rest of the week to exploring still. Right. Um, but you know, it's, it's really hard to say where things are going because like, like I just got here, you know, you, like, it's only I, been what, it hasn't even been two weeks, right? Yeah. It hasn't even been two weeks. You just, um, you're just starting. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, there was like part of me that it's like, Oh, I'll just, you know, take the first job that comes along or whatever. But then like, it's like, no, I don't, you know, I don't know if that's the angle I should do. Like, I really want to explore. I want to see what, you know, I, you know, I kind of, uh, I want to explore the startup scene here. There's a lot of stuff going on, um, in terms of resources, uh, for, you know, people with ideas and, uh, you know, there's all sorts of like competitions and, you know, public funding events and things like that. Then, uh, and I would love to kind of explore those and showcase, you know, some of the ideas that I think are cool. Um, and, uh, you know, and the events that, and like the ways that they are growing and, and how to be a part of them and, you know, that sort of stuff. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm not really sure where this is going to go. You know, I don't know if I'm going to be the startup guy or if I'm going to be, you know, I definitely would like to, you know, address some of the homelessness stuff around here more. Um, there, you know, I got put in touch with a group of those engineers that live out of their vehicles and, uh, you know, explore kind of, you know, what their world is like, you know, I, I kind of want the Silicon Valley experience. So I'm kind of open to the idea of like going out and living in like a, like a hack house, like incubator, like the actual show Silicon Valley. Oh, okay. okay. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not really sure what, direction I'm going to go. Like there's, there's a lot of different ways of living here. Um, and I'm, I'm surprising, you know, I'm surprisingly comfortable living in a car. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, I mean, sooner or later I may want a girlfriend or something. Unless you find yeah, some fellow a, car living person. I mean, nothing gets you ghosted on dating apps faster than saying, uh, like, when, oh, where do you live? It's like, oh, wherever I park my car. <laughs> <laughs> I live right outside. Let's go and go outside. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, you know, you know I, I don't even know. Like, this is, I think that's kind of the beauty of the situation right now. And, you know, I've, I've lived my entire life with direction. Right. Um, you know, even when I was, kind of, you know, I've lived out of my car, or, you know, had other situations where, uh, I, uh, you know, was kind of forced into bad situations and I had to adapt. Um, but ultimately there was a goal, which was, you know, survive. Right. Um, now I, I have the education, I have the work experience. I, I can survive. Like, so I have other goals. My, my goal now is, is how do I thrive? You know, how do I, you know, what can I see? Like, what can I do? Like what interesting, like projects are there out there that, you know, could actually give me a sense of fulfillment or, you know, or excitement. And so that's, I'm just, just looking. Pretty cool. And I mean, keep exploring. I'm going to keep it, keep bring, I'm going to just bring everybody on the journey. Apparently yeah. uh, cause if, this is, <laughs> if you can do it, why not? 
I mean, <laughs> you can do it. Let's go for it. Go forth and conquer. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I think a bunch of us, we're going to be following your story. And I think it's just going to get more interesting for you. I, I, I really I really feel like it's just it's it's going to go in in just so many interesting ways. That, I mean, it's it already has just. Yeah, just already. I, it's only been two weeks. It's yeah, only going to get have, bigger. Yeah. And I'm excited. You know, I have long term ideas and goals and things like that. But I mean, ultimately, like, you know, you never really know where life takes you and then, you know, being flexible and, and ready to just go after the, the interesting stuff is, you know, a really cool place to be in life. Yeah, totally cool. I mean, if you can do it, do it. You can go for it, go for it. But that sounds great. Well, thanks. Thanks for coming on. Um, we'll, uh, we'll definitely keep in touch and we'll, we'll all definitely be following your story. And uh, wish you wish you well, some, cool. wish you some some solid yeah solid and stories. good luck with the show. Thanks. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm honored that I was uh, one of your early guests. You're very, on early. The show, so. <laughs> very early, very <laughs> early. I think you know what I, I I like this this one so much. I think this I'm gonna put this up as my first one. I think I'm gonna get on this one. Oh, awesome! I think I'm gonna get on this oh, one. Oh, sweet. <laughs> but I definitely Thanks. appreciate you coming on. Um, but uh, we'll uh. Well, when you. Well, when you publish it, I'll, I'll plug it on my, on my feed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And then people will get some context. They'll, they'll, they'll get yeah. a little bit of context. Yeah, there's definitely, there's so much context that's missing from my feed. You know, this, this would be a good, good place to get some backstory. So. Yeah, definitely. Well, Cody, uh, we'll keep in touch. Uh, we'll take care and uh, stay safe out there. All right. Thanks. Have All a right. good one, Gabriel. Have a good one. All right. Bye. And that wraps up today's episode. I hope you extracted some value out of this episode. If you did, be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast and be sure to share to a middle manager near you. Have a great day.